Paul. Andy. Kevin. Go away. <laughs> uh, what would you say was your favorite arcade game growing up? Like, what you spent the most time on or whatever. Um, I would say my favorite arcade game growing up was Custer's Revenge. It's funny. Really, really good game. That's ironic. Or, or Beat'em and Eat'em. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did we start? Was Beat'em or Eat'em a real thing? No. Well, oh, it was a real game, yeah. Really? For, for the Atari. That yeah. was a porn game? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, my, uh, my favorite arcade game growing up, um, and even when I was a young adult, too, um, I would say Galaga. I put in so many hours of Galaga, and it's funny because for how repetitive the game is, I mean, it's it's classic arcade material like Pac-Man or Centipede or Donkey Kong, but it just, I, I was so in love with it. That yeah. was that was my favorite arcade game. Kevin, what was yours? I The one I probably spent the most time playing was Area 51, the light gun game. Yes! Oh, yeah. Um... That one, I don't know why, but for some reason, I could sink quarters into that fucking game all day and never even notice. Yeah, yeah. Mine was um, either Marvel vs. Capcom or Time Crisis 2. I used to, I, or actually just the original Time Crisis because the gun kicked back. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the shit, dude. I don't fucking remember. This was fucking years ago. We were babies. Wait. <laughs> you know, Wait, what's changed? <laughs> Welcome to the Power Trip Gaming Powercast. It's another Powercast. That's right. Today we have Kevin on. We do. What is this, the Dingo and the Dog intro? Dingo and the Dog. It's the Dingo. <laughs> oh, God, we do sound like shock jocks. God. All right, so. Terrible, please. <laughs> it is bad. I hate those types of intros for like or those things for uh, yeah, radio you do it, not only do you do it here but you do it on every episode of the main channel hey come on it's, <laughs> it's entertainment i have to otherwise we got vanilla ass paul over here fucking ruining what every you, intro what are you talking about this is episode two episode two episode two of the power trip gaming power cast <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, all we're missing is a soundboard now. I got you covered, baby. Just don't ask me to do much past lasers and fart noises, because that's all I got. <laughs> uh, so, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the fall of the mall. So, recently, I went to Regency Mall in Racine, uh, Wisconsin. I almost said Racine, Kenosha. <laughs> no, Racine, Wisconsin. Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah. And, oh boy, it killed my heart to go through that mall. So I spent a long time in that mall when I was a kid. We would go to so many stores. Like, my childhood was defined by going to Regency Mall and going into the electronics boutiques, the... the uh, Software, et cetera. Software, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. KB Toys. KB Toys. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the blue carpet of KB Toys was oh, such yeah. an icon. Oh, yeah. Toys R Us, even though that wasn't in that mall. Mm -hmm. but just it was, it was right next to it, though. Yeah. Like I remember the the whole sh the whole, uh, it was an event to go to the mall. Basically. It was. It was like you knew that you were going to be entertained like you could not be anywhere else when you went to the mall. There was something for everybody there, which was which is what is so great about it. Well, it's malls basically became like the, the replacement to like the old school like Archie Malt shops. 
They yeah. became the social hub where people went and hung out to mm-hmm. be with their friends. Yeah. Like, after you weren't hanging out at the diners or at the drive-in anymore, you were at the mall hanging out. Yeah. That's why some malls even started building theaters and stuff into them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you had so many, like, different food. You had a whole food court. You had... Mm You're right, and then you had the big stores. Well, and then the you, ends, had the, you had the anchors. You had like the Sears. You had uh, the the Boston stores. You had J.C. Penney. Yeah, you yeah. had all those anchor stores that brought um, that brought people in, and then the kids would just kind of like go around to wherever mm-hmm. else that there was, like the KB Toys or the or the video game stores that were in there. So. Yeah. So the reason I. I thought this would have been a good episode is because, like I said, I just recently went there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing I saw just driving around, like, the, the mall itself to find my parking spot, my usual parking spot in the back, um, I didn't realize the Boston store had closed. Yeah. That was there on the, what is that, East End? Mm-hmm. On the East End, I'm like, boy, that parking lot looks abandoned. Just... and. Yeah, that that was in the last couple months. I yeah, think that Boston store closed. I had yeah. no clue. It's mm-hmm. been that long since I've been there, and yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, this whole mall looks abandoned. So I pulled my usual parking spot. There was maybe like five cars there. Granted, school had just come back into session and all that, but there had to be. I had to be one of six cars in that lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there as a child with my family, and that whole par- you had to park way out in the outskirts. Like, that whole thing was full. Mm-hmm. And we always had our routine. You pulled in, we went to Aladdin's Castle right off the bat. There was, yep. As soon as we entered through that north, one of the north entrances. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it, was, it was on the left, immediately yes. to your left. Yes, yep. you had the Army Recruitment Center, you had... Uh, our Aladdin's Castle right there with all the arcade games. We would go there. Then mm-hmm. we'd go down to Software, etc., where we would buy games and stuff. And then we'd go down a ways. There was Mrs. Field's Cookies, oh, which yeah. we always stopped yeah. and get, got a cookie to hit Electronics Boutique. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer's Gifts and all that shit. And there was, there was such a routine. Yeah. And yeah. just seeing it as a shell of its former self, was it, it hit me deeper than I realized. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's... I thought, you know what? This would be a good topic to talk about, especially people around our generation. This will really hit home. Yeah. There was actually... I mean, when I was collecting Star Wars figures, like, I, I used to be big into Star Wars figures and... and, and, and Your back room doesn't show that at all. The what? <laughs> Your back room doesn't show that at all. No, not, <laughs> not in the least. Not in the least. Oh, wait, wait. Let me paint a picture for you guys, because none of you will know this. You walk into Paul's back room... He has a shelf set up that looks like an old toy store shelf, and it is Amazing. just packed with Star Wars, Star figures, Wars figures on like the metal hooks, and they're just like five or six figures deep, like at least six high. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's like walking into a toy store. You got General Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a joke from uh, but, back in our hunting days. Yeah, but uh, but no, I used to be big into uh, into Star Wars collecting and. Regency Mall actually used to be like one of the main hubs that I used to go to because uh, you had Target in the general vicinity. You had uh, Toys R Us around the general vicinity. You had Walmart um, that was just down the road as well, too. But inside of the uh, the mall, you had electronics, boutique, and software, yeah. etc., which started selling um, action figures and collectibles, like especially the Star Wars stuff. Um, you had uh, the KB Toys that was in there. Um, 
Do you guys remember Suncoast video? Yeah. Yes. Before it became Apple. Oh my yeah. god, fucking Suncoast. Suncoast. I can't believe I forgot about it. I know. It was I, almost like Kitty Corner yeah. from Software, etc. I had yeah, Get I the had a feeling I had a feeling you forgot about Suncoast oh, video. Yeah. But yeah, Suncoast video used to have a bunch of like collectibles in there as well too. It it was FYE for all intents and purposes. Before, it actually precedes it as Yes, far it does. As I remember yeah, it was it really was all, dark in the store. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, dark lighting, but it was Well, they was meant to it, it was a whole, the, the entire theme of way, the way the store was set up was supposed to mimic a theater. Okay, oh, that makes that's sense. Is, that's yeah. the entire reason that the all of the aesthetic was dark like that, mm-hmm. with like the designs that they had on the floor and the walls. It was a theater. Yeah. Because that's where you were supposed to go to get your movies after they came out on VHS and then DVD. Mm-hmm. And then you had like all of the different, uh, yeah, VHS tapes. You had DVDs because around when I was collecting, that was when DVDs kind of started coming into prominence around 1990, uh, 1999 and, and uh, around that <clears throat> time. But then on the outer walls, you had like the uh, the action figures, and you had all the different collectibles that they had. And in the in the middle, you had like the random, uh, random key, well, not the, not the kiosk, but the random displays of like candies and different kinds of like mm. treats and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would I would hit all of these different stores. I would then go into Regency Mall, and I'd hit about another three or four places. Just searching, hunting for uh, for figures, and I remember running into uh, into a uh, uh, the Suncoast video where the back door or the the back room door was open, and I could see that they had episode two action figures there, and it was before they were supposed to officially be released on uh, on shelves. And I remember just trying to barter with this guy, saying, "Hey, <laughs> dude, would you sell me that uh, that Django uh, Fett Slave one?" And and the guy's like, "Oh no, we can't put it on the shelf." I'm like. Dude, I'll come get, on! Dude, come on! I'll give you some money if you just kind of <laughs> like, like, come on! Nobody's gonna notice. And I just remember just trying to haggle him. He just, he would not budge. You know what the sad part is? What, a couple of my friends that I met through other stuff that I've done, used one of them used to be manager there, and then a couple other ones used to work there. So I almost wonder if it was him that you were bargaining it, with. It may have been, but <laughs> he he had a good. Uh, he 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 didn't he didn't barter for anything. So he he had a he had good integrity. Good for him, but I remember when I first started getting into magic cards. When I like, I, when I was a freshman in high school, I used to go to electronics boutique down the way. Mm. They used to sell magic cards yeah. right behind the um, <clears throat> like the cashiers. Yeah. And I remember for the longest time seeing Swakoden two there back when it was only fifty dollars. No, brand new. It was probably thirty nine ninety nine. The average but game was bad. Yeah, the average game was forty bucks for. PS1. But I remember just the way they had their shelves set up. I remember seeing Swakoden 2 very vividly, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it disappeared. And now how many years later you see it and it's 125 easy. Yeah. That kind of shit. Like, that was... That, to me, is where, like, our childhood like, kind of transcended. Where you see the difference between then and now. Was just the games and stuff that you used to see in that mall versus now... You see them in like mom and pop stores. Like I remember, I bought Ninja or Ninja, <laughs> mm. Resident Evil Gaiden in oh, software, yeah. etc. Yeah. yeah, when it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also remember software, etc. Ended up getting taken over by GameStop. It did. GameStop ended up buying them out. My brother worked there yep. for the longest time, and I remember they still used to sell, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Everything. all that shit. Back when you started yep. collecting, yep. and back when we started. And that was getting, around two thousand three. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, I had I was collecting Star Wars stuff. That was still my 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 main hobby. But 
uh, video games were like the secondary hobby, and then a couple years after that, it ended up so turning. like kicked that into overdrive for you. Yeah. But um, so back to the original point, I was walking through that mall because I I was going to GameStop to buy a gift for my friend Tim or for our friend Tim. Uh, it was his birthday recently. I was trying to find Blade Strangers for the Switch. FYI, that game's damn near impossible to fucking find. Physical, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Four GameStops, I can't, I couldn't find it at all. I settled on getting him East Eight. I said, <laughs> "Screw it, dude." So I felt bad, but whatever. But um, even GameStop, like the one out by Target here on Highway Fifty, they don't have mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I well, couldn't find anything there. That's a big part of it. Is their brick and mortar stores now focus more on their Think Geek products than I've they noticed. do? Then yeah. because then video games the mm-hmm. games because for the type of like store brick and mortar stuff games don't sell as well as they used to like that no a lot of people do it either online or by digital at this point and it's just cheaper for them to make more money off those products that they directly own than it is for pub like them getting all the stuff for game like the game if i'm not mistaken too i think there's a little bit more of a profit margin for them selling the think geek stuff <clears throat> than there is in the used video game Think so? I I would. Well, used, right. used video games are almost one hundred percent profit. New games is where they lose. They they're yeah. attacking. Oh, new games. games. Yeah, that's maybe that's what I was thinking. Actually, yeah, is because used profits... games is almost so almost one hundred percent profit because if they yeah. give you, let's say, twenty bucks for a game, they're going to turn around and sell Oof. it for forty or sixty. So that's, so that's, that's wishful thinking. So it's technically twenty. So no, it's fifty percent profit then. Yeah, because they had to pay into it in order to resell it. But then there may be some games where they're collecting. A game in and paying twenty dollars per copy, but then they get too many in, and then they're not selling. And but then it's sports titles, exactly. Yeah, and then they're stu- and then they're stuck with that product. I don't know what fucking universe you guys are living in. I, I have just... never gotten a twenty dollar fucking game or credit from GameStop well, for trading I'm saying, games. I'm saying hypothetically speaking, Pokemon. No, actually, you're right. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I got twenty five dollars. So you're wrong. Eat a dick. But trade in anything else you're lucky to get 10 yeah you really are yeah so i mean but you're right yeah mm-hmm. even if they sell turn around and sell that game for 35 views they still had to give you that 10 so they're really only getting 25 exactly but it is it's, it's still it's new... more of a profit because as soon as they turn around and sell it and if that person ever sells it back it's going to be at a cheaper price and then mm-hmm. it's just a cycle where they can just make more money so yeah. but you're right think geek honestly saved that that store, yeah. When they bought, did they buy them out or? I can't work? remember what direction it went for who bought who, but that's a, that's a story for yeah. a different day, really. That that'll be under our physical versus digital debate mm-hmm. when we have that episode. But uh, but uh, but honestly, actually, getting back to like the fall of them all is, I I feel like I'm I'm going through this like this demise of another mall again because there used to be a mall on near the interstate in Kenosha, and it was called the Original Outlet Mall. Yep, I remember that. And I had spent so many... I had spent so much time there, and I remember just holidays going there and just seeing the place all decked out, and I have a lot of memories of, like, happy Christmases and everything, just going there and um, just random times, just going there. And I remember one of the last times that I ever went there is that... I, I guess a lot of stores, and it had been a long time since I'd been there, um, but a lot of the stores had actually cleaned out, or, or they had moved out of there, and so there was so many different holes in it that they shifted all of the stores that were inside the uh, inside the mall to just like one third of like the building, like one side of the of, of the building, oh. 
And it just, it really felt like walking through almost like, just like a desolate, wasn't really a ghost town, but at the same time, there was something just eerie about it, where it's like this place where there used to be just so many happy memories, so full of life, so like, just so populated. And now it's just, it's a shell. It's desolate. like, it's desolate. There's nobody there. And I just remember thinking to myself, if this place closes, that's going to be really sad. And literally within six months, that mall closed. And really? then it just, yeah, and then it just became kind of like what you see in, like, yeah. Google images of, like, abandoned malls, and they eventually tore it down. But uh, it was just so sad to, to think that all of this time that was spent and all these happy memories, and it's just <clears throat> completely just wiped out. Yeah, Regency is going and through Regency. that same thing where when yeah. we were walking through it, it looks like I don't know who bought that building, but they like renovated it. There's all new carpeting, there's all new lighting throughout, and there's like murals on the walls and shit of like the history of Racine and things like that. But I I'm looking at these, and it almost looks like all of these storefronts were walled over. Yeah. So it's like if you're rebuilding the mall, why would you wall over all of the storefronts? Because they don't look removable. There's no seams where you could remove it. Like, everything is just straight on. It, I mean, there's molding everywhere. It's... Yeah. There was, I want to say, maybe 20 stores in that entire mall total. And that's... Mm -hmm. If that. I mean, and most of them were shoe stores or, like, there was a, a store called Jimmy Jazz where they had all, like, just clothing. Mm -hmm. Like, there really wasn't... I want to say there were, like, four shoe stores right next to each other of, like, Nikes and Adidas and yeah. Fila and all or, this. If Fila's even a little thing, I don't even know. Or, uh, like, hats and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, lids. There was a lids, lids. in there, but yeah. it felt like the only outlier stores there were, like, GameStop and, mm -hmm. and FYE. I mean, Mrs. Fields Cookies was gone. There's no food things there. There were no mm -hmm. kiosks down the center of the aisles. It's There was just one Auntie Anne's, like, pretzel store, and that was it. Otherwise, the entire thing looked gutted. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, why would anybody buy this this complex? What did you hope to do with it? Cuz there's nothing that can be done. Mm -hmm. In a weird, you know, it's and that kind of hit like a chord a heartstring of mine where I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, boy, times really have just changed in our in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think like the advent of the internet like uh eBay and Amazon killed off the mall, or at least the 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 small smaller mall. Because I mean, mm -hmm. you still have Gurney Mills, which is that fucker ain't going anywhere. Well, I mean, Gurney, there's so many big big outlet stores there that I don't think they're gonna go anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, in 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 my lifetime earlier than that, when even though the original outlet mall had closed down. Um, if you would have said to me five days ago, or five days, five years ago, that malls in the next 20 years are just going to cease to exist, I would not have believed you. But now, if you're telling me that now, I believe it wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. That even the big malls, like Gurney Mills or something like that, um, I don't think that they're safe. I honestly, I don't. No. I, I really feel like this is going to continue on. And, and the advent of being able to walk down the mall with somebody or share those moments with somebody else, it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I think the larger malls will actually be able to adapt. It's the small ones, like outlet malls, or mm -hmm. the ones that are like the size of Regency, 
where they can't adapt because they can't afford to. Yeah, maybe that's that what it is. they are the ones that will suffer and disappear, but the large ones will they'll find some way of filling that space because you have ones like uh, Mall of America. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where how many people actually go there to shop versus to see the spectacle. Yeah, that's true. And I think it'll get to the point where. They'll like the smiles all start closing down. People will start getting nostalgic for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll have those stores that'll be the the <clears throat> retro style. Look, hey, we've got a mall. Go see this this mm-hmm. thing. Here comes KB. Yeah. <laughs> you laugh about that. Actually, KB had K, uh, they came out when uh, Toys R Us went under just recently, and they're trying to push for a uh, to be in. Operating out of malls by Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. Yeah. KB, KB's one that's trying to make a uh, comeback, and then the other one mm-hmm. that's the big one that's trying to make a comeback is FAO Schwartz. Yeah. But that's KB, right. You were just telling me about that. But KB will not have any brick-and-mortar stores, like standalone stores. It's They're only going to operate out of malls. Wasn't KB only that way, though? No. I never saw a standalone KB. I never did either. Well, technically the one... Maybe that, it's just because around here. Well, the technically the one that was by Kohl's, in the in the strip mall, that's technically I guess a standalone store because that's not like it wasn't like it's it's a strip mall, but it's not. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not actually inside a physical mall, but now they're only going to be inside physical malls. It makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. it's probably cheaper, like getting renting a space in the mall. Exactly. Especially if they do it like. Um, God, what's the Halloween store that oh, pops Oh, Halloween up? Express. Yeah, or, or, or yeah, Spirit of Halloween, where they mm-hmm. basically they rent a storefront for a they, month. They have a like, well, the Halloween people started like that's true, set, like end of September, early November, and then some of them don't close until into December. Yeah. So like maybe it's just cheaper for them to rent a spot, close up shop, move somewhere else, and come back in a seasonal cycle like mm-hmm. that. Or maybe they can increase their profit margins by doing that. Yeah. That's true, because I always remember seeing that Halloween Express or whatever opening up um, that strip mall across from Regency. Uh, if you had, I believe it's South, yeah. where like uh, that pet store was, and that I believe it was Michael's or something was there. No, that's, uh, that's East. You're heading East. Are you sure? No, I'm pretty sure it's South. Because it's not... You remember where that, sh- the mall that is here, Chi-Chi's was? Yeah, no, I know exactly where you're talking about. It was that it's, small, small little strip mall. It's east because you're heading towards Lake Michigan. No, because no, no, 22nd Ave is here. The mall is here. Michael's and stuff was over you're on You're crossing side. Durand? Yeah. yeah. Durand heads east and west, but you're crossing yeah. over. That's oh, south. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Yes, that is south. This yeah. is a good bit of podcasting. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. I had no. to get my bearings straight. <laughs> That's okay. I'm weirdly good with directions. Yeah, no, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, but uh, no, but I remember that Halloween Express used to open up there. Yeah, but yeah. the one I always remember opening up is the um, other side of town where the the Dairy Queen is, where you can actually go inside. The Blockbuster over there after they closed. Yeah, it's yes. rented every year yep. by a Halloween store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why yeah. the only reason that building is still there. Yeah, that's true. But it's. Yeah, that always... So this whole thing just killed me. Just because I started to get nostalgic for the whole... Like, especially with the holidays starting to come around. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to have a whole ritual. You got the Funko Land ad where that had the paper, so they mm-hmm. had all the games, so we always used to highlight the games we wanted. Then you had, like... I swear to God, it was like a 20-page KB Toys book. Oh, yeah. Of just all these toys. And I remember, like, Nerf guns and these just Legos and shit like that. And I used to love... Going in, um, 
in KB Toys. Actually, fun fact, KB Toys is where I got the original Legend of Zelda board game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I remember it very distinctly, and the Street Fighter one. Oh, yeah, the Street I remember Fighter the board Street game. Fighter 2, yeah. Street Fighter mm -hmm. 1 sucked, but it was still pretty cool, because you got to see all the, like, the standing figures. Of yeah, that all was the... a Street Fighter 2 board game. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one. But we got those at KB. And it just, it's it started to really sink in that, boy, that... Well, when you really think about it, too, I mean, the the holiday season has changed so dramatically because mm. even when we were growing up, you had, like you said, you had the Funko Land ad, so you could see all the games in, in the paper, so you could circle what you wanted. You had the KB ad that was just a humongous, like, almost like a catalog type thing. Toys R Us had a similar thing, but in mm. addition to that... You not only had the JCPenney catalog, which had a whole bunch of toys in there, but Sears did their own thing called the Wish Book. Yep. Sears did the Wish Book where it was literally just Christmas ideas. It was everything. It was clothing. It was toys. It was video games. Wow. Everything. And now Sears is basically nothing more than a husk. See ya. JCPenney is still, they're struggling, but they're still around. Toys R Us is gone. KB is gone. Funko Land is... is kind of rebranded as GameStop, and even they're uh, starting to really kind they're of feel the pinch. They're hitting a wall pretty hard. So Yeah, and so like we mentioned, I feel like eBay and Amazon and just the advent of the Internet in general yeah. killed off, like, the small mall. Just because what's... Why even bother going to the mall when you can just order it online? Well, see, and that's... Even brick-and-mortar stores in general, like, it's hard to justify why you would go out... To and get it when I can just order it from my house eating pizza in my fucking underwear. And that's what Amazon really, really did is that they made everything available at your fingertips. You could order everything online and it would be shipped to you within two to three days. And yeah. nowadays, shipping is getting so seamless and so quick that, I mean, you can order something and it is literally, you got it there next day. Well, yeah. and see, that's what I was going to say. It's not just the fact that the internet made getting stuff easier, it's... The entire way we ship and deliver stuff, mm -hmm. like UPS, FedEx, and all, it's changed over the years. It used to be they only delivered on certain days, yeah. and then it went to, you know, where every day but, like, Sunday. And now even some of them deliver on Sundays. Yeah. So it's the way we've, we, we consume and send stuff now is just so completely different oh, yeah. than what it used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything's at your fingertips. I mean, you don't have to worry about a store being out of a certain thing. Like, my problem with GameStop. I can't I can't find this fucking game. I can just go on Amazon and buy it. There are a, a plethora of sellers for me to choose from. Mm -hmm. So it's like I don't have to waste time going out to find something that's out of stock. I yeah. can just buy it and be done with it. So in a weird way, like even um, Best Buys. Like, you go in their stores and what's the point anymore? Well, They don't it, sell music. Well, it... <laughs> Yeah, not as much as they used to. Now they're they're going back to old albums because of the nostalgia crowd. Yeah. Um, but even yeah, even Best Buy has had to downgrade too because Best Buy used to have a humongous store. They oh. used to have humongous storefronts oh. where they had everything: video games, movies, oh. uh, uh, videos, music, CDs, rows after rows of CDs. And now it's just it's nothing. It's it's well, they also as like physical CDs like the sales started going down. Mm -hmm. You notice what they kind of replaced them with? They expanded their like their home appliance. Yes, sections. that's true. Because it used to be like, oh, we've got this 
one fridge or like one washer. <laughs> that is true. And now all of a sudden it's like we've got six different fridge styles that we can show you. We've got these washers, these home stereo systems that are all expanding. Mm-hmm. Which and is all that. Which is weird because I never consider Best Buy when I talk about buying a washer or dryer. Like, it never even dawned on me because I'm still stuck in that mindset of I used to go there to see the nine-monitor setup of the video games to go there. Like, yeah, I was say, you want to talk about fucking nostalgia, was there oh, yeah. anything better than going to the entire video game section of fucking Best Buy? No. See, no. I always hated going to Best Buy for that sort of stuff because you'd always have that one dumb person that would go over to the stereo section and start blaring uh. music you never wanted to hear... And then no one would shut it off, but they would keep turning the volume off just to see how loud it is. And then they would walk away and leave it on. It's like, mm-hmm. I always, I, it's one of those reasons I didn't like that type of store sometimes. See, I loved it because I still remember going there and playing games like Super Mario Kart. And you, oh, you were yes. watching it, you were watching it on, on, on the little TV right in front of you, but even if you couldn't play you were watching that big monitor from from the just uh, the front from of the, the store. yeah from the from the front of the store and it's like oh my god i can't believe i'm watching this like right now even if you can't play it's like you still get to enjoy it i can still name off like the games i remember previewing at best buy you had wario the one with the coins or something wario oh uh, six golden coins Super, okay, Mario's, that's, Super that's, Mario Land. There we go. Yeah, Six not Wario. Coins, yeah, yeah it was the, but that was Wario's first appearance. Yeah, yeah. Battle Arena Toshiden, Jumping Flash, Castlevania 64, oh. uh, Zelda DX, Earthbound. Earthbound My dad that, yeah. actually passed on buying Earthbound and a Super Nintendo because he didn't think we would like it. <laughs> Silly daddy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have more nostalgia for, like seeing and playing games hand-on at, like, Target and stuff. Because that's where, like, they were, like, the only store that had, like, Dreamcast hooked yeah. up and stuff like that. Walmart had the same remember, oh, too, and, yeah. And Saturn. Because mm-hmm. that, that's where I, like, the first time I ever saw Knights... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...was at a Target. Oh, Because wow. no one yeah. else had that system hooked up. Mm-hmm. Because... You'd go to Best Buy, and it was mostly Nintendo products. It was up. a lot of NES. Yeah. It was so, like, NES. Tar- excuse me. Target was where you'd see, like, the odd stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing more and playing more stuff at Targets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got Pokemon Gold and Silver at Target the day it came out. My dad went out and bought just gold. And I remember when, because <laughs> my, my brother and I gave him money for both. But he said, why get both when you can just... He didn't understand that you could only have one save file on it. So I remember oh. he bought the game and we kind of threw a bitch fit and said, "You why? Like, we gave him the money for two! And he, he yelled at us. And, it's, and then, like, an hour or two later, he's like, all right, get your fucking coat on. And we went out and got silver. and Because he didn't understand that it was only one save per pack. Because yeah. he's used to the NES. Oh, where it's three. three. You have three files. The NES. God damn it! I can't what stop is wrong with you for NES. God's sakes, it's the NES. Fuck me. Nintendo already <laughs> told you. It's officially the NES. Stop calling it the yes. NES. God damn it. Way to fuck up my old childhood, Nintendo. But yes, the, the regular NES cartridges had the three yeah. save files. For so some could, games, yeah, yeah. For some games. Or for some games, didn't they have like up to four? Yeah, like, I think so. Oh, well, maybe Super Nintendo games did, but they had at least, like, three on, on the NES. I feel like Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior 1 were the only ones that had only one save slot. Mm. No, I think even Dragon Warrior had more than one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, but yeah. Final Fantasy was only had one. Only had one. Yep. 
for sure. But Star Tropics, Star Tropics Star two, Tropics, you Zelda had, had three, Zelda, 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 all the three. other Dragon Warriors had three or four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he didn't quite and if you get have, it. Or they were all password saves. So. Right. But that's so funny. I completely <clears throat> forgot that even like Walmart. I would. I remember going to Walmart with my my mom, and she would just leave me in the video game section. I would mm-hmm. be playing like the PlayStation. Um, even Funko Land had had uh, setups for stuff. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I remember yeah. my parents got yelled at by the store people because they left us there to just play games while they went to. Oh my god, what was it? Farmco or whatever? Just down. It, oh, Farm and Fleet. No, no, no. It was no. Just like Farmco. P H A R M. Farm something. It was farm something. Oh, it was like a uh, like a, a pharmacy type place or yeah, something. It was kind of like a Walgreens. Oh, I don't, it was in I don't that same it, area as Funko Land. There was like Petland, and then there was Farmco right there. Something like that. Famco. I don't remember what the exact name was. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It. But yeah, they they would leave us in Funko Land, and they came to pick us up, and they they kicked us out. Like we were sitting outside the store, and my parents were like, "What the hell are you doing out here?" They said they kicked us out. <laughs> so yeah, my parents went in there and gave them a, a thing. But in, I mean, to be fair. They not, they're not a daycare. They, yeah, they're not a daycare. Yeah. They knew you weren't gonna be buying shit. <laughs> so we did a lot, actually. That Funko Land fucked us up, and it was where I first experienced label uh, changes. We bought Shining yeah. in the Darkness. I think I remember telling you this. Mm-hmm. I rem- I wanted Shining in the Darkness for the longest time because I remember playing Shining Force One and Two. Loved them. I'm like Shining in the Darkness, cool dungeon crawler. We got home. It was Wanderers of East. It was East Three, mm-hmm. but it had the Shining in the Darkness like shell so my parents were pissed off they went back and yeah that was back when they replaced the the board yeah it wasn't label change per se but it was because i think you got more for shining in the darkness than you did uh east three for trade-in well it wasn't even just that but um there were a few examples of that happening at at uh blockbuster as well too where somebody had rented a game it was like tmnt3 and when they popped it into their system, it was Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. <laughs> and so it's like, people would maybe, it wasn't for like the resale or anything like that. It was just because you basically just bought a game for $2 or $3 that, and you got rid of a game that you didn't want anymore. So therefore, yeah, all you had to do is just literally pull the old board out and put it into your game and put the other board into the, into the Blockbuster game. And that was it. All yeah, I got to say is... How's running, Stimpy Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, you guys. You should watch uh, uh, the Musha debacle. I hate you all. <laughs> Paul bought "quote unquote" Musha at GameStop, and it turned out to be Ren and Stimpy. That was oh man, that was a good one. That was the last classic like retro game that I bought at GameStop. I was so pissed off. I didn't buy another single retro game at at uh, GameStop and now they don't even have them at that storefront anymore nope they don't I don't think they've so, met a lot of them I can't yeah. I don't see them anywhere no which is I'll say that didn't last too fucking long did no it, it really didn't so, <clears throat> it was nice while it lasted because it did kind of feel a little bit nostalgic but I mean at the same time it just yeah yeah actually there's another store I don't know how, like how nostalgic you guys before do you like Hollywood Video when they opened yep. their Game Crazies oh I miss Game Crazies you like, silly so bastard like the, when they fenced off like half the, like the corner of the store yeah. yeah and then they eventually slowly kind of became their own thing as Hollywood Videos diminished yeah and like I That's remember going thing. in there and like just seeing the like the crate like the bins in the middle with yeah. all like the different accessories and yeah. stuff that they were yeah. the used they ones had, and they had fantastic prices. There were so many different Nintendo games that I was able to get there. And for the longest time, um, Bomberman Two 
for the NES was like the most expensive game that I had paid at that time, and it was like twelve ninety nine. Game is now like one hundred and twenty five dollars, but it's just like <laughs> it, it's crazy. I have so many good memories of that place. That was where I found not only on the Xbox but on the PlayStation Two. I found at two different occasions Marvel vs. Capcom Two when that was a super rare game. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Like you go from like. This game, you never see it anywhere, to all of a sudden, why am I seeing ten copies of this game? Well, well, no, because I, I got it for both the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 back in the day when the Xbox version was about, like, $120, and the PS2 version was, like, 150 or so, but I ended up paying twenty nine ninety nine for each copy. Get out. And, on top of that, I ended up paying more for Marvel Ultimate Alliance <laughs> on the Xbox. I paid thirty four ninety nine for that game. And I, I was just like, it, it killed me because when I did buy Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom 2, um, I thought, I paid 30 for this. Which means that Game Crazy, Game Crazy offered them, like, I don't know how much they offered them, but it was it was significantly less than thirty dollars because they still had to make a profit. So I felt oh, yeah. terrible for whoever had given no, it to them. No, you didn't. You well, were just I like was, you. I was just elated. I was just elated. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I just found this here. I do remember you bought me my copy of Marvel vs. Capcom two. I did at GameStop and fifty dollars. Fifty dollars because still that was there. because that was after the game had fallen in yep. price, and that's when we started seeing like four or five copies of it. <laughs> like, we were seeing it everywhere. Guess how much that game goes for now complete? On the PlayStation, PlayStation 2? 2. I would say 60 in the 60s. Right on the head. $60. Yeah. yeah. So it's really funny. Like, that. Well, that was another thing, too. Like, Xenoblade Chronicles was the same way. Although that one was released by only GameStop. That one was mistaken. like U.S. publishing rights were only yeah. at GameStop, so that's mm -hmm. different. So after it released, like, you saw it nowhere. Because it was yeah. only at GameStop. Yeah. Well, they ended up coming back, and they wanted $80 for this game. Because they knew, couldn't get it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So, 80 bucks for that, well, they realized that they might have shot themselves in the foot, because you'd see, like, eight copies of that game yeah. for $80. No one's going to fucking spend that. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's slowly dipping down to, like, now it's back down to, like, 40 or 50 I think. Oh, finally. But, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've gotten a lot off topic. <laughs> no, that but still falls within the same nostalgia. That's just talking about Game Crazy. I, I miss Game Crazy. I was I remember being so sad when when uh, GameStop stopped selling their retro games because mm -hmm. they were just focusing on GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. They wanted to just keep the 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 uh, games at the time, like, like the newest gen. Game, current gen games, that's all they wanted. So they didn't want to clutter up their store with uh, losing all the space on the retro stuff. And it was just at around that time where Game Crazy came onto the scene, and I was sad for about a week because then I was like, thank God Game Crazy's here. Like, Game Crazy <laughs> is selling the retro games. And then Game Crazy did the same thing in 2007. They started trying to... Um, get rid of their of, of their old retro stock and that's when the whole three for ten thing started happening where you would start seeing all the classic games i picked up secret of mana three for ten dollars wow you fucker three for ten so i paid three dollars 33 cents for it um 
Game and Crazy is actually where I picked up Chrono Trigger and uh, Shining Force Three for about that. thirty or forty bucks a piece. Uh, Twenty four ninety nine for final or for uh, Chrono Trigger. That's I remember right. that. I don't remember the other one. I think it was about it, thirty for. <laughs> but for um, Final I paid about a hundred for Steel Battalion there. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. God, that's Steel Battalion. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's and then <laughs> they they started uh, changing their uh, getting rid of their their current or their their retro stock and. Literally within a couple of years of them doing that, they they went out of business. Yeah. So, but to stick in the vein of fall in the mall or fall of the mall, um, I almost feel like this kind of all started when. Okay, so do you remember going into like Pick and Save or Piggly Wiggly and seeing the like the rental areas they would have oh, there? Yeah. Four Star Video, I think they were called back Four then. Four Star, and then it became Family Video. Yep. But that was where well, they like, had four well, star video. But the ones like inside like uh, grocery stores and stuff yeah. like that, that was their own stuff. That wasn't four star video. No, that was just, uh, the what is it, the some of them did when the one up here was built on 18th. It was four star video. They yeah. they leased a spot in the front of the store. I remember oh, seeing the the, okay. the clamshells had four star video, and I remember oh, the four gotcha. stars. Oh, gotcha. Okay, maybe that's why it. because the one the one by my pick and save was not that was not they were not affiliated with four star no? video. Okay. But that, that to me, is where almost... I, I never picked up on this at the time, but when those started to phase out, where you started seeing those go away, it's like, I almost wonder if this is kind of when when that whole idea of, well, now there's different avenues and things, so, like, things are changing. Yeah. You know, it just kind of took a longer time for malls in particular, but that felt like... Well, to be honest, I that tr is not quite the same, because I think... Video stores went from being having to lease space inside of another store to being standalone stores, then disappearing. So I it's a slightly so. different thing. Blockbuster mm -hmm. was was in that same area. At they the time they too. went from being like yeah <sighs> like like they rented it within a store where I don't know if like like the store owned them or you know like I said they leased the space, but when they went out on their own and then they started having that's when their financial stuff started happening so mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit different than when malls started kind of failing mm -hmm. that's, I suppose that's true it was something I just thought was worth noting because yeah. I know a lot of people remember that kind of shit. Oh just yeah, just going oh, yeah. into like pick and save and and being able to rent a movie or something or I, rent games multiple times. I rented Super Mario RPG from Pick and Save actually, not <laughs> not from not from Blockbuster actually. Before I even bought a, uh, before we got uh, Nintendo 64, like for Christmas one year, we used to go in and rent them. Yeah. At Blockbuster, yeah. Well, we did it at Family Video. Oh, you could do it there too, yeah. And we'd yeah. get like Mario 64 and then like one or two other games, and we would rent the system yeah. and bring it home before we ever were able to afford buying them. I remember um, Blockbuster used to charge, um, I think it was a flat rate, but it was like fourteen ninety nine for the weekend to rent a, uh, a system. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, actually, this is a good segue, then, into the next part of the podcast. Holy shit, that was a long first segment. <laughs> is um, arcades. And just kind of almost the fall of the American arcade. Because, I mean, being able to rent the game, and especially with, like, the NES and NES, the Super NES... That just sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because then it's just SNES. And that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. It's the SNES. SNES. Um, Genesis and those, it's like arcades almost kind of became well, not obsolete, but there was... The thing, you could play the games at home. To be honest, like, yeah, what killed arcades more than being able to rent and stuff is when home console hardware became strong enough to rival arcades. That, I mean, if you look at like the, um, the, the NES era... 
and then look at what what games were in the arcade and look at the disparity between how they looked. There was a big difference. It was huge. And then as like PS2 and stuff started creeping up and they were outperforming arcades graphics wise, that's what was killing the arcade. Yeah. Not so much the we don't want to go there and play, but it's why go there and pay someone else when I can just go, you know, rent a game that's superior and play it at home on a better system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't see, I don't necessarily think that, um, like, PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games were necessarily superior. Because there were still games in arcades that were okay, yeah, a I lot should, better. I suppose, my, yeah, what what I mean by superior is they're... It was more of, more of a variety than what you could get in an arcade. Well, that's true. You because couldn't you couldn't arc- play Final Fantasy arcade, in an arcade. Mm-hmm. Arcade, there was really only so many types of things you could do. You had beat 'em ups. Yep. You had um, fighting games. Fighting games. Shooters. Which you had shooters, and then you had like the old school Galaga's and Pac-Man's and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, classic. Maybe like title. the occasional golf. But that's really it. There's not a lot of the the variety you could do. At an arcade, like you can do at home. There was uh, fighting games too. Fighting games are big. Yeah, oh, we did say fighting. Games. Oh, you did. Oh, of course well. we did. Way to pay attention. <laughs> My <buddy>. bad. <laughs> no, but you're right. Um, but I mean, I spent a lot of time in arcades. Oh, as I a did kid. too. Aladdin's Castle in particular. That was mm-hmm. that was my mecca right there. Um, Jesus Christ! Tokyo Wars was the one that stands out the most. It was a complete enclosure. I mean, it was a dollar to play this fucking game. And, of course, yeah. as a kid, you were only given, like, a few bucks. So that was maybe 12 tokens. Most games were generally a token. Mm-hmm. There were some that were two, and you felt kind of naughty putting two in. You know, you're like, this is gonna, this might eat all my shit, but damn time crisis two, 50 cents? Let's fucking do it. House of the Dead? Fuck you. 50 cents. Let's do it. God damn it, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the quarter eaters. Oh, yeah. Where, where those Tokyo Wars was a whole dollar. Yeah. And, but god damn, was that awesome because it had, like, the rumble in the seats and the surround sound and you mm-hmm. shot other tanks. It felt incredible. Cyber Sled was another one oh, that was, yeah. like, that virtual on. Yeah, I was going to say, virtual on was one of those ones I remember going and playing because the first time I saw it, the cabinet was huge yeah. because it was the dual stick, and yep. each each person had to have dual sticks to play. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was awesome. a massive cabinet for the time. And that's why Time Crisis Two was my favorite because you you played two players, the same as Time Crisis One, but it was two full setups right next to each it other, was. cooperative. Yeah. One player played as the red guy, one played as the blue. It was essentially the same game, but for different from different perspectives. It was mm-hmm. fucking amazing, and like. Man, so arcades now are really almost a shell of their former selves as well. Well, it's not even it's not even just that like it almost felt like there was a lot of and I don't even think that they would be considered arcades like per se, but it's like there was a lot of places where there were arcades where you may not expect them nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was a kid, there was a couple times where we would like we would travel and we would go to like we would stay in a hotel. And I always remember the first thing I would do is I would look to see if there was an arcade somewhere. Yep. Like yep. inside the hotel because there was usually an area where they would have like a collection of, of three or four games. Yep. Yeah. They, yeah. They would, it would be by the pool or it would just be off by the pool um, or off of that area. Um, but I remember playing in a hotel in, um, I think it was in Indiana. We went somewhere in Indiana. And um, I remember finding the X-Men um, arcade oh, game. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where you just don't expect to see yeah. an arcade there. But yet, you like there was. Or you would go into a convenience store. 
or some restaurants. Or some restaurants. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, what's the what is it? Fireside. Fireside. Yeah. We used to go there. We went there every like Christmas for our yep. family get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they used to have this one like alcove where that's what it was. Yeah. It was all these arcade games. I remember for the. First and I used time. to go in there, and when we were there, I'd get some money from my parents, and I'd go play the arcade games mm-hmm. while like all the adults were in the other room talking. Yeah, that was where I first played Sky Kid. Actually, they had a uh, they had a table of Sky Kid there. God, what a treasure! Oh yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Fireside <laughs> was where I. They had one of the cocktail ones where it was you yep. sit on both sides. Mm-hmm. They had like Dig Dog, Donkey Kong. They, they still have Pac. Man, if I'm not mistaken, I, if I'm not, yeah, you might be right. They might have one of the yeah. stand-up ones where it's like um, no, rally acts. No, it's a sit-down. They still sit have down the sit-down one, I think. The Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But I remember Pizza Hut. Um, Gatormson's yeah. was a big one. That's bowling where I first played Race Storm. Yeah, yeah, bowling alleys were a big one. Yeah, for bowling alley was yeah. a big one. Bowling alleys, Gatormson's bowling alley. Yeah, I, I remember spending so much time. Uh, they had Die Hard Arcade there. They had um, the the <laughs> what? Die Hard Arcade. Actually, I think I that place. There was the first time I think I ever saw what was it Revolution X? Yes. Oh, Revolution game X or whatever. Who is yeah. it? Aerosmith. Yeah, Revolution X, the Aerosmith game. Okay, yeah. Where music shooter. is the weapon. Yeah, but yeah. it was a shooter. It was a shooter. No you sense. shoot you shoot CDs. And it <laughs> was like bullets. a machine gun. I yeah. remember the gun yeah. for it. And that's what made arcades great, is you had those gate like, oh god, silent scope. Where, mm-hmm. where it was the monitor, but to actually see anything you were sniping, you looked through the site, and there was another monitor in there. Yeah. But it was zoomed in. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Revolution X was another one where there was a machine gun, yeah. and you would shoot Terminator. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, T2, Judgment Day. Get the fuck see, out of I, this room, bitch. I loved it. <laughs> I loved the arcade. See, and my favorite, my favorite uh, games growing up then, like, in the arcades, I loved fighting games. So it's like Mortal Kombat. Uh, the first time that I ever played um, Mortal Kombat 4, or when I first found Killer Instinct, or for Killer me, Instinct 2, or BC2. For me, the fighting game was always X-Men vs. Street Fighter. X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Or Children of the yeah. Atom. Oh yeah, Children of the Atom was one of those very early oh, ones too. That actually uh, predates uh, X Men vs. Street yeah. Fighter. Yeah. Fun fact: I got X Men Children of the Atom through. Do you remember when Sega Saturn would do what they called the bootleg sampler? It was a pack in in some games or the system itself that would show. It was like um, like demos. It was an mm-hmm. entire game dedicated to demos or yeah. movies of games that were either out already or upcoming Mm -hmm. well we opened one of the games that had a bootleg sampler in it that bootleg sampler was X-Men Children of the Atom not the sampler we were like what like we were blown away it was an actual game like somebody fucked up where it came from and just put a real game in there it was ridiculous (laughs) so that's how I got Children of the Atom was from a bootleg sampler that wasn't a bootleg sampler Mm -hmm. it was really weird well, but, yeah. even just that, I mean, kind of digressing a little bit, but do you remember, like, the samplers and the, and the demo discs? Oh, yeah. There were actually discs, certain like, magazines I would buy because they had the Just because they discs. came with a demo disc, like, yeah. EGM and, um... What was the other big one? God, the, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, was it Electronics like, Monthly or something? That was Electronics Gaming Monthly. Yeah, uh, Game Pro there, was a big one, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, Game, Pro. Game Pro used to and pack it. And the only other one I remember buying was Tips and Tricks. Oh, Tips and Tricks, Ooh, yeah. Baby. Uh, uh, game Players, and then it changed to Ultra Game Players, and then that one ended because I used to have a subscription to it, and then it changed to Next Generation, which was actually something completely different, but they just they allowed your subscription to go to this 
magazine. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was even um, I remember uh, Pizza Hut actually had a demo disc of their own too because I remember. Um, <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, they did. I had it. Oh my God, it, it I can't I'll have to check. Remember that. I'll have to check, but. Um, that was actually the first time I had ever played um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because that game, that demo, was on the Pizza Hut demo disc. Now that I'm thinking about it, the way I first played the um, Blood Omen Legacy of Kane was a demo disc on a, from a PC magazine that I brought over to Mish's house and we played it on his computer in the basement. And that's also, like, we used to play um, Duke Nukem 3D and stuff too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Duke Nukem. Man, that brings back a lot of so, memories, arcades. But yeah. now, unfortunately, arcades have been on a decline because, like you said, yeah. why go to an arcade when you have when you have rivaled graphics at home? See, there is a couple of arcade styles I would have loved to have seen come over here that Japan had. They had these big, like, booths, like the one, um, the tank game you were talking about, where yeah. you could, like, sit in it, but it was a Gundam fighting game where you're sitting in, like, a cockpit, essentially... And you're fighting not only just other people in the arcade, but online in an arcade machine. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And that you would have, like, a card that you'd save yeah. your info on. I remember that. And you would have basically a, like basically an ID card that all of your information saved to, and you could continue your stats one and the, stuff like that. One of the Tekken games, I believe. I was going to say, the later iterations of the Tekken series actually started doing that. The that tournament was, ones, I uh, think. Tekken Tag Tournament, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was the first one that I had ever seen where I saw some guy putting in his card and when he left the machine he like he he pulled his card out and i'm like what the heck is that is it like some kind of like a free play that he's got or something like that? yeah no it was yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it was it was the card that was actually keeping track of his records his win losses yeah. and stuff like that and i'm like that's really cool but at the same time that's got to be super expensive to do that kind of stuff which yeah you see, don't see that at too many uh, i think that's another big reason why like arcades if you look go and look at them now there isn't really much past what there was back then, no, no. with the exception of like if you go to places like like I said Japan, where they they still have a culture for that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like producing what would be considered a AAA arcade game these days, and then trying to make your profit back from oh, it's it, just... probably non-existent. Yeah, too costly. Honestly, too I costly. wonder. I wonder if that's based on just how the audience is too, because you look at a lot of the audience of. Well, look at like Call of Duties and and Fortnite and all that kind of shit. You really can't do that in an arcade. Actually, Why Fortnite, I think you could if you did an like the Gundam thing where it's not only local but online. I think Fortnite could actually lend its style to it better than anything else. I suppose you're right. Yeah, but now it's like you go to Dave and Buster's is a good example. Like most of the games there are more of like ticket redemption games, the carnival, like ski ball, yeah, 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 redemption games. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's weird to me why anyone would... F I mean, I get their fun. I like a good skee-ball game, more like most people, or like the hoops, but like that's not an arcade to me. No. It it's, feels like a carnival thing. It's like a, it's like a... It's not an arcade game no. to me. So it just seems weird that that's how kind of arcades have what they've become well, in the States. Well, un unfortunately, that's what they also started as. So you got to remember that's that. That's true. They they started off as like little carnival games like mm -hmm. that, and then became video game things. Yeah. And now they're going back. Yeah. So. And that's actually an interesting thing that I thought of is um, like retro arcades are almost kind of making a resurgence. 
Because, I mean, look at up here, you just had Up Down that opened. And I'm pretty sure that's like a retro arcade. Well, you also have places like, what is it, the, the bar? 8-Bit? Uh, 8-Bit. Yeah, 8-Bit Barcade. You have Garcade, Garcade up there, yeah. where it's a lot of retro games. Like, it's a, like it's a bar slash... Well, and it's funny, because it seems like the resurgence that you're talking about, like, people it's, it's more... It's people our age. It's the people yeah. who want a game and, and drink or something like that. So they're combining it with, like, a bar and an arcade. Um, I don't necessarily think that a resurgence is coming back because don't you don't either. because you don't see like an arcade game in like a convenience store. You That's don't true. see an area dedicated in a hotel anymore with games and stuff like yeah. that. Um, well, it could but, be a start yeah, of things to come. But it might be a start of things to come, but I don't think that it's ever going to reach lo the levels that it used to mm. in the past. Probably see, not See, I here. think you'll... Arcades, I think, are going to end up being relegated to things like Twin Galaxies and... Fun spot. Fun, Fun spot. spot. Yeah, the where big the big places. Galloping where goes, it's basically yeah. not just a place; it's almost more of a museum or mausoleum to what they were. <laughs> mausoleum. Well, it's I not. Way to put no, it. it honestly, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's more yeah. like a museum. Yeah, because no, I, no, it, it, I, well, like I said, like that, museum yeah. or mausoleum because like it's a dead art style. That's well, why, like, there I can't remember what there was an actual museum that had the video game exhibit. Mm-hmm. But like mm -hmm. that, that's what that style is actually just becoming. It's a yeah. look where it started. It got us to here type yeah. thing. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, like I had mentioned before, look at the audience change. I mean, now Ooh. a lot of old arcade games had no end. It was just you played it with crew a high score. It's not a thing anymore. No, most people like younger than us, like our generation and back, or forward, I guess would be the better way to put it. Uh, they want a goal. They need something to attain. There's only one way I can see arcades making a resurgence, but it wouldn't be in the way that we knew as them knew them. Have you seen the augmented reality arcades? No. So it's basically you you've been to indoor laser tag before, right? Of course, of course. Now imagine indoor Discovery Zone. Imagine indoor laser tag. But it's the the walls and everything you see around you are just blank. It's just like a shell of like a, a building layout. But then you put on a VR headset, and you are inside of an entire world, and all of the walls of the building are programmed into the game, and you walk around. There are actually I can't wow. remember what company is doing it. There is that's the next step of a yeah. arcade, and like um, the one I had seen videos for was. You have a headset, you have gloves, and basically something like a computer running on your back for it. And as you're walking around, you can see like a sword on the wall. Grab it and use that in the in like the dungeon you're walking through. Or like you could have um like a fake gun in your hand and you could go around doing it that way. That's the only way I could see arcades coming back. And yeah, that would and be I, expensive. And I could well and I could see that happening though, because I actually when when PlayStation 4 started announcing that they were going to do VR and, and, and all this stuff. I thought, oh, whatever. It's just VR. It's it's going to go down the way of 3D movies where it's just a fad. It's going to be a, a, a passing thing. And it has caught on a lot more than I thought it was going to. Most people also forget, this isn't the first time VR has been around. Oh, no, God. There were yeah. those old arcade games in like early, late 80s, early 90s. The yeah. VR the, the, yeah, circle. The immersion. You, yeah. you would stand mm -hmm. in that circle and have those bulky headsets yeah. on. I, I mean, remember that. Look yeah. at Tokyo Wars. Or, or some of the, Boy. Some of the ones, like there were arcade games, like the entire enclosure, and there were monitors there all around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're you're right. This isn't the first time that's happened. I wouldn't necessarily call the Virtual Boy VR. 
Well, that was yeah. supposed to be the home VR That was experience supposed play. to be the home VR It was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed oh to... I'm not saying it was good, but it's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> it was It was supposed to give you that illusion of depth, but and, let's be honest. And what's it just terrible. gave you a headache. I honestly... I, <laughs> I, red. Who I, chooses red? I love Gunpei Yokoi. He was the guy who actually created the, the uh, Virtual Boy. I wish that he could, like, that people would see that he had done so much more good than just creating the, uh, than, than creating the, the VR, but, or the, the, uh, Virtual Boy, but that's literally what he's going to be remembered for. Yeah. So you might be right, but I, I can't see that ever really taking off without the expense. I honestly don't think it would be cost right. Unless they could make... Because, I mean, you're, you're calling, calling a computer on your back? Well, no. They would not allow kids to do that. No, actually, because um, the the computers they use, they're, you're not. it's not like hauling around the desktop. Well, no, it's I know like that. It's like hauling around a small like a backpack. Netbook? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're powerful enough oh, to yeah. where you can do that. The only problem at right now is battery power. Yeah. So right true. now, right you like all the ones I've seen, you are still tethered slightly and that would be the only big issue is we need better battery sources to do mm -hmm. stuff like that and to be honest i would only or better see wireless charging that you can constantly charge while going through the place i would only see them allowing adults to do it i mean if i was running a company and i had that kind of technology going around i would not want some four-year-old running around with that kind of shit on his back oh, the liability is too high yeah it yeah, would it not be good. i mean insurance would work for that so right but still it's uh it's yeah but again no that's also not. one of those things like i said the thing i had seen it was a it's a work in progress type thing it's not like mm -hmm. they're a mass success yet mm -hmm. i mean it's not like indoor laser tag ever become a massive thing either it so. was yeah. for a little while no there like weren't said, very many places you remember no, it was a novel uh, it was a novel there was a store dedicated just to laser tag and i don't remember what it was called it was like Discovery Zone, kind of. Yeah, I, I know. It was down in uh, Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. I went to it once. Yep. And Same with me. <laughs> well, it was not, like, I don't know, maybe just because the equipment was broken. It just didn't seem to work properly. Well, laser tag might not have been that high oh, of a thing. Oh, and I know it, there's another place, like, in Milwaukee, where they set up, like, a, it, it's, it's set up in, like, a warehouse-type deal yeah. where they, yeah, where you have the, the big heavy guns and stuff like that and you've got the, the, vest, the chest plate and, the vest yeah. and stuff yeah but it, it's still it's I, I still think it's more of a novelty laser mountain does that sound right something mountain I thought it was called <sighs> maybe a, yeah I don't I, know I couldn't tell you no actually there was another place where arcades were it was uh yeah like Discovery Zone or, or oh, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese oh well places Chuck E. Like Cheese that. that was that was basically it's almost like it was an arcade, and pizza was like the afterthought. <laughs> and it was great. Well, <laughs> well their well, pizza wasn't but, great. But their pizza wasn't. So that, that's how you know it was an afterthought. Yeah. The Come food on, was just so. a side effect for the like a but side yeah, thing the, for the parents. Yeah, it was actually Nolan Bushnell was uh, he he's behind uh, the Chuck E. Cheese though. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That was his that was his baby. So, wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was dedicated to like being an arcade where you could also eat and kind of make it a, a family event. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, from there, I guess we'll move on to the last segment, which is just memories of going to Aladdin's Castle or Paul's Arcade, which it became known as later. But I guess we kind of already touched on all that shit. We kind of did, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can kind of go back into it. I mean, what what are your what are your memories? Your most vivid memory? If you had to just pluck out one, what was your most vivid memory from Aladdin's Castle? Having enough skee ball tickets to actually get a prize. 
I know it had nothing to do with no, the arcade fine, itself. But what, what was the prize that you had gotten? Uh, dude, it was something stupid. Like, it was a pencil topper? <laughs> it was like, uh, no, I think it was like one of those slap bracelets. Mm. You remember that was a thing? Oh, yeah. It was one of those, because to be honest, everything in that... I remember seeing, like, Nintendos and shit up on the Game Boys. 40,000 tickets, which would cost you $70, $140, which you could just buy the damn thing for less. I don't remember how much. It was just some arbitrary numbers. Yeah, but. because it was more like you had to spend like four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but that was always the the That's gimmick. That's true because you could cheat at some of those games. Well, you so. could, but as as a kid myself, I didn't know how to cheat at those games. So therefore, yeah, you may have. Well, <laughs> shut up. The well, basketball one, you just jiggle the cord. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, they had like the light tower ones, whereas the the tower would go up, mm-hmm. and you had to you had to stop it on the light. Yeah. A person from work actually won a Vita off of those. Oh, did they? Really? Yeah, oh, wow. not just one. You won two. You won wow. two Vitas off of those light things. It was Holy crazy. Crap. But I honestly never remember getting enough tickets to get anything noteworthy. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think that was my biggest, most vivid memory was to finally being good enough at ski ball to sink the Hondos to win enough tickets to get shit off the tray, mm-hmm. getting candy and and fucking stuff like that, and just being elated. Yeah. Because that was, I was really young, like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are some of my early, early memories of going to, to that was, the mall. That was an accomplishment yeah, at, that, at that age. It's like you felt accomplished. It didn't matter that you won a, a slap raise. It's like, I won this. I got candy that my parents didn't want me to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, because I remember that's where I first started getting nerds mm. or whatever it was back then, you know, because you got the little Yeah, nerds boxes. were around back then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that to me stood out. Out more than I'd say some of the games. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the Revolution X's and all that, but yeah, man, fuck it, getting that candy off the things. Because <laughs> I always just remember sitting there staring at the at the prizes, just coveting them. Man, mm. I wanted those prizes, even though they were stupid in hindsight, like a fucking eraser <laughs> of somebody. And you're yeah. like, it's yeah. stupid as hell now, but man, those were great. Mm-hmm. What about you? So, well, Kevin, why don't you go first? Um, for me, I'd probably have to say. Uh, Going into it with, you know, my dad and him actually playing some of the games with me, even though he fucking hated them. <laughs> yeah, he, he was never, like, he's from the, you know, that generation. Video games just weren't his thing, but yeah. he tolerated going in there with the, all the noise and all the kids oh, running around. Rats. And he tolerated going in there just so I could go play some games while my mom and stuff were shopping. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, my, uh, my, my biggest memory was actually i mean i was already an adult by the time my my biggest memory came around but i remember after seeing the king of kong of course after seeing the king of kong i was like obsessed with like kill screens and like (gasps) officially like beating a game or something like that that it's like beating an arcade no yeah beating an arcade game that i didn't even know was beatable and i was like i knew i was decent enough at galaga but I was there for this. You were there for it, but I also did cheat slightly. I didn't cheat, but I used. How can you cheat slightly but not cheat, Paul? Because I used a trick in the game that they had thrown in the game, but you still had to be decent at it in order to get to all through all the screens. Dude, that's the equivalent of saying using the whistles in Mario Three is cheating. It's not cheating if it's built into the game. If to it, be fair, then if it's built in the game, then I technically didn't cheat. 
Cheating to me is using something outside. Up, no, up, down, down, left, yeah. right, left, right, A, B, That's stuff. built yeah, into no, the game. I didn't it's do not that. cheating. I didn't do that. But that's something you had to know. It wasn't something yeah. presented to you. This yeah, is something you could have possibly stumbled on. Yeah, correct. But um, but anyways, using using a, a, a trick in the game, I was able to put in one quarter, or one Paul's Arcade one token, continue, actually. Continue, I guess. Yeah, and I was able to make it through all 200 and 56 screens of Galaga. I played for over two hours on one token. It was almost like three hours, buddy. Was it really? Yeah, it was a long I, time. I just, I remember it was over two hours. I knew that it was, I was there a long time. I finished Marvel vs. Capcom twice. Oh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. <laughs> two. That was the one that twice. they Twice. Yeah. I, I must have burned like $20 just waiting for you to get done. And I spent 25 cents. Yeah. But no, that was an awesome thing. I, yeah. I was happy I was there for that. And to watch I, a kill screen. And I wanted, well, I wanted to see a kill screen for the first time. And I had, I had read like online that there's like certain different like dip switches where it was, you may not have gotten a kill screen. You may have, it just may have just uh, looped around back to stage one. So it would just kind of go for infinite. Um, and so that, in that particular one, I didn't get, um, I didn't get a kill screen. It just looped back around to stage one, but still like, to me, that was my kill screen. I was like, I got this game all the way to the end and it had to loop back around to stage one. I'm like, I can't believe it. In case somebody doesn't know, what is the trick? So the trick, I don't even remember how to do it anymore, but it's, it, it's almost like, okay, so you are supposed to, in the first stage... You kill certain enemies, and then you just basically park yourself in one of the sides so that you're out of, like, the range of, like, all the enemies and their bullets and stuff like that. And you just wait there for literally, like, ten minutes. And after that, all the enemies just stop shooting you. For the for the remainder of the game, they stop shooting you. However, it doesn't make it... Well, it, it, does, it, easier. it does make it a little bit less difficult, but it does make it easier because they will still, as they're coming onto the screen, they'll kamikaze you and they will go faster and faster as they as they normally do. And it doesn't stop their, their patterns, their movements and stuff like that. It just stops them from shooting at you. And so that was how I ended up being able to make it through there. But still... It it's was pretty impressive. It, it was difficult. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a walk in the park by any means. But, um, but definitely that was how I how I ended up doing it. That's but awesome. I still. That still is my. That is my 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 golden moment in the arcade, in Paul's arcade. I was able to do that. I was able to get an unofficial kill screen on Galaga, <laughs> and it felt. Awesome. This was shortly after we were we graduated high school, wasn't it? Like two thousand four, two thousand five. No, because it was after I had seen uh, the King of Kong, and I had saw that <gasps> in either two thousand six or two thousand seven. That's right. It was about a year or two after I moved out. Yeah. Because I got my job at where I work in two thousand six. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So it was yeah. after that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. It was great. <sighs> what a trip down memory lane, man. Man. Those were the good old days. The good old days. So why don't you guys tell us about your good old days going to malls or arcades or your favorite arcade game or your experiences in general just going to malls as a child looking through 
toy things and, and board games or whatever. Or just going to any kind of store. I mean, if you remember going to Target or Walmart as a kid and just walking down that video game aisle and remember seeing like the uh, the placards, the, the cards that you yes. had to bring up to the, to the counter to say, yep, I want this game because they didn't have the physical copies or they had to then use the keys to uh, oh, to go the, into yep. the into the cases to get you the game. So that was a Toys R Us thing. That was, was a Toys R Us. The wall yeah. of tickets. Yeah, the wall of tickets was a Toys R Us thing, but then they also had uh, Walmart kind of did a similar thing too, where they just had the uh, they had like tickets that you just had to bring up to the mm. the uh, register and stuff like that. I remember that, but. Um, uh, but yeah, let us know what your memories are, what your favorite arcade game was growing up, uh, what stores you miss most, um, and what stores you don't miss. I mean, there are some stores that are out of business, and I mean... No worse for the wear. Yeah, no worse for the wear, so yeah, let us know. Shoot us up with a couple of topics you'd like us to discuss for future pod powercasts. Oh boy, powercasts <laughs> about the mass. It's not a pod, not a podcast. It's a powercast. It is a powercast. Uh, let us know anything you'd like us to discuss. Yeah, if you guys have general questions for us, uh, let us know. We'll answer them. It's a lot easier to answer a question than to necessarily beat a video game. So definitely. if you have a question, we will definitely answer it. <laughs> Go to powertripgaming.tv. It'll take you directly to the YouTube channel where you can watch us tackle the NES collection. And also the side quest of games like the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo and other titles that we've uh, that we played as well as listening to other past power casts. That's right. Kevin, thanks for being with us. Yeah, eat me. <laughs> well uh, said, Kevin. I am well pretty, said. I'm pretty fucking hungry, actually. <laughs> A lot of leftovers. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know an ending to these. <laughs> I don't think, do we even have anything? The last ending we had is we fucked it up. Now you're listening with power. Now you're listening with power, but I called it a podcast, and you're yeah. like, way to fuck it up. It's a power cast. Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know what it is. And then I said, now you're playing with power Now cast. you're playing with power. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ballsed it up, too. So, so that'll, that'll do it for another PTG power cast. So that's another power cast, a PTG power cast. Now you're listening with power. Fucking echo in here. See, now we're just getting into the Dingo and the baby shit again. Baby shit? You're listening with power. Power, power. Power! Power! Star! Star! Yes! Nailed it! <laughs> Fucking nailed it!